You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. If you've seen when you came in the big black board, it's talking about an event that we'll be having on Good Friday, which I believe is April 2nd. And um, it is our event, Journey to the Cross. It's for families to do. We have cards back there for you to take to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family, an invitation card. Um, it's a family event, although it's geared towards children. Um, it's, it'll be something that I think all of you would enjoy as a family. And um, so, but I need actors. I need people to participate. And I will be back there today. I, it's just the vision board that I have back there, and it will show you. There are 12 stations, well, 13 really, um, and you go, the kids are going to go through it, and the families will move through these different places, and I got a donkey. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. The holy donkey is coming. And it's so funny because the holy donkey has to bring his two sheep friends, or his two goat friends, because he, he can't be alone, so he needed his, so there'll be a donkey and two goats. We'll work, work that into the story somehow. Um, but anyway, I'm so excited. We got a donkey and, um, (laughs) I won't tell you how much that donkey costs, but I got a donkey. One of you needs to get a donkey. Come on. Who has farms around here? Raise your hand. My grandson raised an hand. I know. Come on, Kelly, get the donkey. They don't like coyotes. That's what I was just told. Y'all need to help me out with some animals. Get, y'all are moving to Valley Springs, donkey. I need some camels for Christmas time. I'm just putting my order out there. I need some sheep. That's right. I love llamas. It doesn't really fit in the, in the nativity, but I love them. So <laughs> y'all can get some llamas. But pigs and goats, they just aren't in the nativity. So, and y'all got pigs and goats. I need, I need some donkeys and... Anyway, moving right along. Sorry. Okay, so in the back, if you would like to participate all ages, I can see some of you out there. I I know I got one Roman soldier I just hired this morning. Um, There's all kinds of really, really neat fun parts to play. And I can explain it to you. If you don't want to get into acting, but you'd like to participate, you will be dressed in, you know, like the days of, of biblical times will have the head coverings and the gowns and it's just a lot of fun but it is an opportunity to really minister and share to people about what Jesus walked through on his journey to the cross and um, it doesn't end at the cross of course it ends at the empty tomb amen and so what a great opportunity for you to reach out like I said to your to your neighbors and to children and so like I said there's about 200 invitations back there please feel free to take some with you and if you would like to help me I will be back there and I'd be happy to explain to you. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful morning. Amen. All right. The junior high can be dismissed and I have one more announcement. There is the ladies breakfast is coming up this coming Saturday. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, we're having on. We're just going back to full blown church. Okay. We're not messing around. We're having things. We're doing outreach and having God be God. You know, that's just what we're doing. And, uh, if you guys were not here around when we did uh, Starry Night, we had a lot of actors. We had 44 actors. We have, you know, we have 45 or 50 costumes, so you don't have to worry about that. All sizes, all shapes, everything, it's all good, and uh, it's a blessing. 
So we want you to be involved. And we know that we, it was amazing to see when you put a costume on somebody, man, their, their whole alter ego comes out. I mean, wow. I mean, we had three kings that thought they were three kings. And they brought their wives, and their wives thought they were queens. And so there's some serious things going on there. It was, it was like, oh, this is, uh, we created some things here. You could tell. You know, they, they, they really got into it, you know. And we had some, some pretty mean tax collectors, you know, and some things. Then we had one Roman soldier. He made all the kids cry. So we have to tone him down. If, if, you've seen, if you've seen the movie The Star, he was the mean guy in The Star with the helmet. It looked just like him. It's serious stuff. Some bad deals about that. So you got to watch out. But it was good. Amen? But no, we want to do that. We want to touch lives. Amen? Hallelujah. And it's a really cool thing. And so... We'll create a, a wonderful thing. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 5. We're going to share something. I, I, you know, as I shared last Sunday because I didn't get a real chance to kind of finish uh, imparting some stuff about divine impartation, but I'm not going to actually teach that this morning because the Holy Spirit just told me, you've got to do something different. There's a lot of uh, folks that are missing this morning because the enemy is attacking their bodies and, and different stuff that's happening there. And we just, we just know that Jesus is the healer. Amen. And uh, we praise God for what he has done. Do you know, it's amazing when you talk about healing or if you talk about prosperity or you talk about authority, when you talk about the things that Jesus bought and paid for on the cross and what he did when he defeated the enemy and, and raised up with the keys of death and hell in his hands, the enemy really wants to fight you. He really wants to come against you. He wants to stop you from believing the promises of God. Amen. One of the things that I understand and know, and we're going to share that, the title is, the title this morning is just hear and be healed. Hear and be healed. But many people just want healing, but they don't want to hear. Many people want you to do everything for them, but they don't want to do anything for themselves, but they don't want to hear anything. You know, you got to hear first. Jesus went about, and and the Bible says in in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35 that Jesus went about all of the villages and synagogues. He went in there teaching, preaching, and healing. He went in teaching, preaching, and healing. Amen? So he taught, and then he began to proclaim, hallelujah, and then he began to demonstrate. So we need to have something to hang on. And one, does Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says that the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. God wants to confirm his word. And so we need to know his word. We need to understand his word because the word of God is the only thing that's going to hold us steady. How many of you know that the helmet of your salvation is the only thing that's going to keep you sane to, to, to end the, and, and, and to finish our course? That's why we got to put on the whole armor of God, but we've got to put on the helmet of salvation. That's just not knowing to hold on. No, the helmet of salvation knows about salvation and what the word of God says. And that word salvation is sozo in the Greek, which means Peace. It means salvation. It means you can be saved, but also means healing, means deliverance. It means wholeness. Hallelujah. God wants you to be whole. He wants you to grab a hold. He wants you to hang on to something. So here in Luke chapter 5, let's begin. I'm just going to give you a, a couple of scriptures. You're ready to go. Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 6. I'm going to give you these keynote things, lest you think I'm making up this phrase, hear and be healed. 
Amen. Now I had to bring out my King James version for this one. Hallelujah. Because you know, we need to understand uh, what Jesus and what, and what was, was happening and going on. But here in verse 15, Luke chapter 5 and verse 15 says, But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, talking about Jesus, a great multitude came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Let me read that again. A great multitude came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Go over to Luke chapter 6, if you would. Luke chapter 6 and verse 17. It says, And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and Tyre and and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And they were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And you know, the wonderful thing about this, we know this is Jesus, but Jesus said they came to hear and to be healed. Why did they come to hear and be healed? It's because they knew things were happening. Why did the woman with the issue of blood all of a sudden say, man, she heard when she heard of Jesus, what did she hear? That Jesus was a healer. She heard that Jesus was the healer. And she said, if I can just get there and touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. Hallelujah. And she was. And then what did Jesus say? He didn't say, my faith healed you. He said, daughter, your faith healed you. Amen. We look at these things and we say, oh, I don't know. But we've got to hear what God says. Amen. See, Psalms 103 and verse, or, you know, verse 1 says, says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of mine iniquities and who heals all of my diseases, who crowns my life with loving kindness and tender mercies, amen, and who renews my strength, hallelujah. We look at this in in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26, it says, I am the Lord, your healer, amen. God said those things to us. Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them out of all of their troubles. Glory to God. Galatians 3.13, you know, says God has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, cursed as everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And we know that the, the curse of the law was poverty, sickness, and second death. Hallelujah. And we've been redeemed from that. We are the redeemed. See, when you take hold of the word of God and you begin to grab a hold of it, you say, glory to God. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Hallelujah says that he was smitten and stricken for us. Hallelujah. He was bruised and beaten. And then, you know, he said that he carried our pains and he carried our sorrows. And then it was by his stripes that we are healed. First Peter 2, 24, looking back there, it said by his stripes, we were healed. You you hear the word of God, you've got to hear and understand what the truth of the word of God is. We get all beat up because we looking to the natural. See, because what you've got to understand, everything about God is spiritual. Did you know that healing is spiritual? It's not natural. It manifests itself in your body, but you've got to get healing in your spirit first. You got it's a divine quickening of the word of God that says, I believe that what Jesus did is mine. Hallelujah. Amen. It's thoroughly scriptural to pray for people to be well. It's thoroughly scriptural to take the word of God and accept what God has. It's thoroughly scriptural to anoint people with oil. Amen. 
It's thoroughly scripture, but you got to hear. You got to hear, and you keep hearing until you receive it. See, we we don't want to. We always want to just, just. All right, Lord, just do this. But you need to hear. You need to hear and hear. Why? Romans ten seventeen. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I'm gonna quote a lot of scriptures this morning. And I'm not bragging on me or doing anything. I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost let them run out. Because you need the word of God. You don't need to hear my word. You need to hear his word. Every scripture, everything, you look it up. You go on. Because the word of God is what will set us free. Healing is a quickening of our spirit. And when you get quickened on the inside, it changes you. It changes everything about you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, an amazing. Remember the story of Naaman the leper? Isn't it amazing that, that a little Israel girl who's got taken captive, she's, she's serving Naaman's wife, and Naaman's a leper. He's a really honorable man, and, he's, and, he, and, he, and the little girl goes, hey, to, her, her, you know, to his wife, he says, hey, man, I just wish our master was in Israel, because Elisha, the prophet, could heal him. Amen? And what happens is, is that the king of Syria says, well, here, go, go. You're, go. So he sends a letter to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel says, who am I? I can't heal anybody. What's he? He's doing this so that he can, he can come and, and, and make war with us. Elisha hears about it and says, ah, king, don't worry about that. Just send them to me. And you remember what Naaman gets there and he brings all this stuff. Naaman's riding high, got all these people. I mean, he's a, he's a general. And Elisha doesn't even come out to see him. Sends out Gehazi. Says, go out there, just go tell him to dip in the muddy Jordan River seven times. Tell him to go get nasty down there. Get in the mud. And what does Naaman do? Naaman gets ticked off. He gets mad. He said, surely I thought he would come out here and wave his hand. Because see, that's what you thought. That when you prayed, okay, how come nothing happened? How come I don't feel any better? This is still a shouting message. Don't get excited. We all been there. See, I, you know, I'm anointed to preach it, but I got to live it exactly the same way you do. Amen. I got to talk to my body all the time. I got to explain to it how to do that. It, I'm going to walk in divine health, which means I walk in. When I say that I walk in divine health, it just means I'm walking in good working order. Things are supposed to work. They got to work. Okay. Hallelujah. But he, so he gets all mad. Surely he would have said this. And you know what else he said? Surely he would have said that. And he would have called upon the name of his God and waved his hands and done some all kinds of things. And so he was mad. about and, and he left mad. Thank God for good friends. Thank God for his servants who said, hey, master, hey, if he'd asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Because you remember what Naaman said. Naaman also said, aren't the rivers in Syria so much better? And he names a couple of rivers off and says, hey, you're so much cleaner, nicer. I can go there. It'd be a whole lot better. No, see, God just wants obedience of our heart. God wants us to believe what his word says. God wants us to believe exactly what his word says. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What did God's word say? Now, Naaman goes and he dips seven times. What happens? Praise God. He's healed. He's cleansed. Amen. See, in Luke chapter four, you know, when, in verse 18, which is the verse that we have right here, Luke four eighteen. that's our, that's our verse for Harvest Bible Church. That's the verse God gave us when it started Harvest Bible Church almost 27 years ago. And when we did, but that verse 
I believe, I believe this with all my heart that that scripture, and this is coming from Isaiah, this is where Jesus looked to the book of Isaiah, and everywhere he went, every village he went into, the first sermon he preached was right here. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen? He's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to set at liberty, okay, to preach recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. He said, listen, he's, he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. Those that have been broken, those that have been bruised, those that have been beaten down, amen? Jesus gave us his word. We get so caught up in what doesn't happen. Instead of getting caught up in what the word of God says. Don't let anything else rob you. So then when he said that, but he also was, when Jesus went down, they said, surely you're going to say the same thing to me. That you're going to say, hey, you know, physician, heal yourself. But a prophet is without honor, except, you know, in his own country, he doesn't have any honor. Because you remember when he went to Nazareth, he's preaching this in Nazareth in Luke chapter 4. And they said, isn't this Joseph's son? Aren't his brothers and sisters here with us? Who does he think he is? And then he said, he tells them about Naaman. Then he tells them about the widow, remember, at Sarepta there, whose meal kept going. He told me, there was many widows in Israel. How come he wasn't sent to them? There was many lepers in Israel. How come he wasn't sent to them? How come none of them got healed? Well, they had a promise. Exodus 20, you know, 15, 26 says, I am the Lord that heals thee. Amen. I am the Lord your healer. Amen. He said those things. They had a promise from God. They just didn't take a hold of it. Same thing as the body of Christ. We've got all kinds of promises. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6, he says that we have, we have a better covenant established upon better covenants. So we've got more better promises in the Old Testament. We've got more better promises than all they had. Amen. And we see all that God did there. God will do even more for us right now. We don't take hold of the promises of God and walk in the light of the word of God. We allow everything else to stop us. We allow all these little setbacks because we think that it's supposed to happen in the natural when we pray. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. If you'll catch a hold of this, it'll set you free. It'll cause life to flow. It'll cause you to be healed and whole. It'll cause the life of God to fill you up. Amen? Because when you understand that everything you get from God, first of all, you receive it in your spirit. You receive it by faith. You take hold of it. Glory to God. And you praise and you worship even before you dance on the mountaintops. Even before, hallelujah, you do anything. Because you magnify God and and everybody else looks at you and goes, you're crazy. Yes. Let me tell you a little story that'll help you and it won't last this long. But what happens is that there's a story read in a book and it was so cool because this little girl, she got prayed for. She's 12 years old. She got prayed for and she had this big gorder on her neck and, and glory. And so she believed what the word of God says, I'm healed. And so she'd come to church every Sunday and she'd get up and testify because she's at a Pentecostal church. They had testimony services all the time. And she'd testify. I want to thank God because he healed me. So excited. I'm so glad healed. Well, after about, you know, a month or two, everybody got tired of looking at this little girl with this big thing on her neck. And, and she finally would go to the mom and say, hey, listen, tell her to stop testifying. We all know she's not healed. We all know this. Tell her to stop. Well, they couldn't get her to stop. She did it for a year. Still look young. One year. Every Sunday. 
And finally, they were just like, you know what? This is it. We're done. We're, you know, you're making a mocking of this. You're making, you're making it look like terrible. When people, I mean, everybody knows. Look at this. And just continually, he's a little 12-year-old girl who's got more faith than everybody in the whole church, who's acting on the word of God, who's doing right things, because that's what she's got it on the inside of her. And so after a year, she, you know, she just heard, they're saying, listen, we're going to kick you guys all out of the church because you, your daughter's not. And, and it's like, well, no, honey, can we got, she said, mama, that's what the word of God. So she goes and gets in her room and she says, Lord, why don't you show everybody else what I know? Because the doctor said, you know, that thing was supposed to cut off her airflow, supposed to, you know, cause all kinds of problems. And the next morning she got up and it was completely gone. And she got up the next Sunday and said, I just want to thank God. And everybody's, oh, girl, you got, you got healed last night. She said, no, I didn't. I got healed over a year ago. But now all of you are believing now you because you're walking by sight. Now that you see it, you believe. Jesus never commended that. He said, we walk by faith and not by sight. We always look at it. We're looking at all the chaos. We're looking at everything that's going on. We've got to speak. We've got to open our mouth to bring heaven down. There's chaos everywhere, but then the spirit of God's going to speak. See, we look at this and we say, well, you're just crazy. Yeah, I am, but it works. Hallelujah. It works. The word of God. Hallelujah. Because of what God's word says, it changes us. Amen. God gave us some promises. He gave us some promises. See, here's the problem is you're not going to get anybody to believe in healing that doesn't believe in it. You're not going to get anybody to believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit who doesn't believe in it. You're not going to get anybody to believe in prosperity who doesn't believe in it. God placed everything on the basis of faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because why? Because you've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to believe that he is. See, God put everything on the same playing field. If I believe it, glory to God, I can receive it. I'm so glad that, I, that it doesn't matter what you believe for me. It only matters what you believe for you. Everybody wants to put and put boundaries on you. Everybody wants to say, well, I wouldn't go. Don't be doing that. Don't be talking about what happens if you believe in, and they end up dying. They get to go to heaven. I don't want to die any other way except believe in God. Amen. Come on, folks. We look at these things and we take hold and we kind of go, wow. But that was Jesus. You know what you're talking about here? That was Jesus. Yeah, you remember John chapter 14 and verse 12? John chapter 14 and verse 12. Y'all just looking at me, letting me preach to you. You can open your Bibles if you want to. I don't, they can't get that up there fast enough. But John chapter 14 and verse 12 says, well, how can you quote these things? Because it just is in there. Remember, Jesus said, hey, because they were talking about, Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 12, he said, the works that I do shall you do also. How come? Because I'm going to get to go to the Father. But he also said, and greater works are you going to get to do because I'm going unto the Father. Then verse 13, he says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Verse 14 says, if you'll ask anything of the Father, he'll do it in my name. Anything. See, we get all nervous. We get all, oh, everybody gets nervous. Well, Pastor, you're going to get out there too far. You're going to say things. You said this. And they, they want to protect God. You know, God doesn't need defense. He don't need defending. 
He doesn't. He doesn't. God's God. So, Pastor, I'm not defending. I want to defend you because you're going to get it. People are going to say you're crazy. They're going to say, look at you. You know, that guy, he believes in healing, believes in prosperity, believes in the power of God, believes in all this stuff. I do. I do. I plead guilty. I'm a faith preacher. I am. I believe that. That's my lane. That's my path. That's what I believe with all of my heart. And it works. Because it's worked for me. Have I had tragedy? Absolutely. Have I had difficulty? Absolutely. But glory to God, I've had great victories too. But that doesn't do away with the word of God. That doesn't do away with the things here. It doesn't do away with what God wants to do. Amen? You remember what they talked about Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38? It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Amen? Jesus said, the works that I do, you're going to do. What did he do? He preached. Matthew 9, 35. Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. God wants you to teach, preach, and he wants you to tell people about the good news. That when you share the gospel with them. Now, you're there in Luke chapter 5. Let's stay there. Actually, Luke 6. So go back to Luke chapter 5. Let's find out how hard it is to get healed. In the heart. I don't know about you, but I've simply trusted in the word of God. You know, one of the reasons that the word of God is so incredible is because God said, if you'll trust my word, then you're going to receive it. I value my word. Amen. And when you value your own word, it's so much easy to value God's word. Amen. Because God said it. God said it. Hallelujah. This is Jesus here. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, <laughs> glory to God. Look, he jumped down here. We see this. Remember in, in Luke chapter 5, this is where he's down teaching. And the power of the Lord is present to heal. The Bible says all these Pharisees and all of these lawyers, they're all there, all these teachers. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. Amen. I mean, we see that in verse 17. The power of the Lord was present to heal, but ain't none of them getting healed. And I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of sick folk there. There always was sick folk around when Jesus was around. They were always trying. Because you remember in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus turned around, who touched me? And his disciple says, what do, you, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's touching you. Because they're just hoping they get something. But with a touch of hope, you don't get anything. With a touch of curiosity, you don't get anything. Everybody says, well, I'm just going to try this thing. No, the word tries you to see if you're in faith or not. You don't try the word. The word tries you. It determines where you're at. It always locates you. He goes on now. Verse 22. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them and said, what reason or what are you reasoning in your hearts or why are you thinking all that? Whether it, whether is easier, all right, whether it's easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee or to say, rise up and walk, but that you may know that the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, arise and take up your couch and go into your house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up uh, that which he was laying upon. And he departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed. And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Amen. What's easier, to get forgiveness of your sins or to get healed? The answer is, is they're both exactly the same. 
Jesus paid for your sins just like he paid for your healing. We look at this and we see this. Listen, folks, you're going to need to grab a hold of this because we can't look to the world. All right? Listen. Listen, just to interrupt this sermon to give you a nice thing. Do not, I don't care who says what, do not trust the government. That was the, you know, any, any, you know, like I said, that's just crazy. You don't trust man at all. You don't trust me. You trust God. You trust God. But you don't listen to anybody that doesn't have the spirit of God in them. You have the spirit of God, so you have the answer. You're smarter than they are. Know that. If you're born again, people that aren't born again, you don't listen to. Hallelujah. How many times? And we just, just got to get that. Anyway, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Never understood that. Never understood that. Never, never understood that. I mean, seriously, folks, come on. Problem is, we're listening to everybody else and taking their word and doing what they said. And when I tell you what the Bible says, tell you what the word of God says on the subject of healing, the subject of God wants your body well and whole. Hallelujah. And, and he wants to do what Jesus bought and paid for, what he did, that the Bible says it was by his stripes that you were, that he was beaten and bruised beyond recognition. And then you're saying, well, I don't know if I believe that. But yet you'll say, well, he's my savior because he died for me. What's easier? Come on. Come on. I mean, I, it's, it's the thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God we can release our faith in the word of God. We can take hold of what God says to us. It's ours. It's ours. Hallelujah. It's what God said is ours. Amen. And says, well, how are you going to die if you never get sick? You just close your eyes. He just tell everybody, I decide I'm tired. I'm done. I'm checking out. And yeah, they'll say your heart stopped. They'll say you had a heart attack or something happened, but they'll just say he left. And it's a good thing. Amen. Says, oh, you can't do that. Well, I, I disagree. I believe you can. I believe God did. I believe we see that in the Old Testament. All the Old Testament saints, they come in and they bless all their kids and bless their grandkids. And then they just take them and they pulled up their knees to their chest and then... And they just said, goodbye. I like it. So it's a good thing. Hallelujah. But here's the key. Here's the key. Let's talk about that. What is the biggest key? The key is it's simply believing and having faith in God because God works on the principle of faith. That's what he does. God gives everybody the opportunity to hear. And if we hear the word of God and we receive the word of God, then we act on the word of God. See, it's not not enough to receive it. It's not enough to... We got to open our mouth and heaven comes down. You remember what I shared? Our voice is our avenue. That's our address in the spirit is your voice. See, God said nine times in Genesis, God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. Read it. God said, and it was so. When God created, God said. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 or 4, it says that the earth was framed by the word of God, and it's held together by God's word. So every time you get up, and you get up, and the sun is still shining, you get up, and the earth is still here, God's word is still working. God's word is still working, because that's what's holding everything together, because God said, and God said still saying today and I mean I just want to get it on the inside of you and tell the devil stop so it says well yeah but I I know your body aches and I know that there's things that happen but that's when you just say Lord I just thank you for what your word says 
this is my body. And this body belongs to you. And in the name of Jesus, Satan, you can't stay in this body. Sickness has no being in this body. This body belongs to God. Jesus redeemed this body. Jesus paid the price for my healing. Hallelujah. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I am the healed telling the devil to take sickness and get out of here. Amen. And if you look at it that way, you go, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not trying to get something. I'm trying to get rid of something. I'm not trying, Lord, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Like, no, no, Lord, praise God. You ain't stealing nothing, Satan. You're not stealing my joy. You're not stealing my peace. You're not stealing my health. You're not stealing any glory. You just take your hands off of those things. I belong to God and God's God got me. God's got it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, we have this, we have this crazy thing that Jesus healed everyone that he, he met. And Jesus didn't heal everyone if you read the Bible. Everyone Jesus went, he didn't heal everybody. Now, we talked about places here where they brought everybody to him. You know, everybody that came to Jesus to get healed, they got healed. But everywhere Jesus went, he didn't heal. He only healed one person at the pool of Bethesda there. And the Bible says that five porches were filled with sick people. And he only healed one and walked off. How dare you do that? Oh, you're playing favorites. No. No. He wasn't led to any of the other ones. The cool thing is, is that, go, go with me if you would. It's, let's see, go with me, hallelujah, to, to Matthew chapter 15. Is that, you know, he wasn't playing favorites. He was, he was only led to the one, hallelujah. And uh, like I said, everyone that, where Jesus went, he didn't, uh, didn't do that. But everyone that came to Jesus... Everyone that came to Jesus got healed. Everyone that came to Remember the two blind men? He gets in there, and Jesus is like, and they said, Lord Jesus, he says, well, what do you want? They, we want to receive our sight. He said, you think I'm able to do this? They said, yeah, yeah, we believe you're able to. He said, well, then be it unto you according to your faith. And what does the Bible say? Their eyes popped right open. Now, remember, the Bible says we only need mustard seed. Most people think, man, that's just my problem, man. I need more faith. I need more faith. Wait a minute. Are you born again? If you made Jesus the Lord of your life, then guess what? You've already exercised your faith for the greatest thing you're ever going to exercise. Everything else is a piece of cake. Everything else is easy. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins and that you're born again and that you know on the inside you're going to make heaven, everything else is yours. Everything else. I mean, you're going to get to heaven. Everything else. I mean, you're a new creature in Christ. If you can believe you're a new creature, you can believe in healing. You can believe in prosperity. You can believe in wisdom. You can believe in strength. You can believe anything. You're a child of God. Come on. It makes no sense to believe in this and not believe in this. Absolutely none. Okay. Hallelujah. I don't know what I need to do. I probably need to just jump off here, run around here, slap you in the head, do something. You know, my my, my mentor, my spiritual father, if he didn't think I was getting it, he'd come down and he'd slap me in the head. And he did that several times. And he was right, because I wasn't getting it, so he'd hit me. He said, wake up, dummy. I said, yes, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Look at verse 22. We're going to close on this. You guys ready? 
Hallelujah. Then Jesus went thence, and he departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and he said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and she worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and he said, listen, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Wow. Guarantee you as a pastor, if I start calling you dogs, half of you going to go home. <laughs> you ain't not going to receive. come on I can't take what is the children's bread he calls healing he calls deliverance he calls casting out devils he calls it the children's bread guess who the children of God are we are his children we've been adopted into the family of God hallelujah we're his children it says calls healing his children's bread and he cast it to dogs and look what her answer I love this lady she's like yep you're right Lord truth I'm a dog Yep, I'm a dog. That's okay. But hey, I tell you what. Dogs get to eat the crumbs which fall from the table. You just give me a crumb and my daughter will be okay. Just give me a crumb. Hallelujah. And then Jesus answered. He said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. He said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you even as you will. Isn't that amazing? He didn't say, yeah, okay, I'm doing this. He said, no, be it unto you as you want. Be it unto you as you will. Amen? Look what it says. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. See, it's the children's bread. It's ours, but we get so, yeah, but I prayed it. Listen. It, 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 it's so funny. I used to teach and share. And people would come when I first started out in ministry and stuff, sharing this stuff. People were just like, they, this was like, you know, they were just like looking at you like a cow at a new gate, man. I ain't going through there. I ain't doing it. I know that's a colloquial thing. I'm a farm boy. So, you know, when you had to build a new fence or do things, cows just would not go through the gate. They wouldn't. They'd run over the fence before they go through that gate. It's like it's an opening. It's the same. But they wouldn't go through that sucker. So, same thing that what happens. We look at something and we kind of go, and we just can't grab a hold of it. It's difficult for us to just look at these things and go, and I'd say, hey, listen, here's what the word of God says. This is what God wants, and he operates on the principle of faith. He gives us his word so we can have faith, so that we can look at it. Then he expects us to come to him according to the word of God that he gave us, to believe it, hallelujah, and then he honors what he gave us. See, people have so much more faith in somebody's prayers than they do in the word of God. I believe in prayers. Prayers are great. It's scriptural. But you don't have faith in prayers. You got to have faith in the word of God. It's the word of God that changes things. You remember the centurion in Matthew chapter 5, or chapter 8, excuse me, verse 5, when he came there and Jesus said, okay, I'll come to your house. And the centurion said, ah, no, you don't have to come to my house. I'm not worthy of you to come. All you got to do is speak the word only. And Jesus stood back and he marveled and he said, are you kidding me? Somebody got it? Somebody's getting it? He turns to his unbelieving disciples and he says, y'all been with me for three years and you still ain't got it. And look at this guy. There is no greater faith in all of Israel than this man right here. Don't you know Peter, James, and John were in that group? 
Y'all ain't got no faith at all <laughs> compared to this guy. He got it. This woman right here in, in Matthew, he goes, woman, oh, woman, great is your faith. See, Jesus only marveled twice. Once in Matthew chapter 8, and he marveled at the faith of the centurion. But then he marveled in Mark chapter 6 and verse 5 at the unbelief of everybody in, in Nazareth. Because there he could do no works because they stopped him. Because they said he was just a man. See, Jesus marvels either at your faith or he marvels at your unbelief. Let's, let's, I, and I'm sure God's been marveling at our unbelief for years. Let's stop. Let's start getting them to marvel at our faith here. Let's start giving them the word of God to honor. Let's start acting on it. Let's start honoring it. Let's start letting what God says true. Amen? Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. It goes on to say, verse 24 says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Listen, that's where healing comes when you get it on the inside. It's a quickening of the spirit, and then your body will begin to amend. Then your body will begin to do. I used to tell me, listen, let's believe God. If, if you got a cold and you wiped you out for seven days, let's believe God that it's only going to wipe you out for six. And we'd get them. they say, hey, Pastor, man, it's the sixth day, and I'm doing good. And man, if I'd have said three, they would have never got it. But I got sitting there. I got one day better. Next time they got it, I said, hey, how about we believe it only wipes you out for five? He said, I can do that. Hey, Pastor, man, it's only five days. I said, glory. Next time they got it, see, they got to hang around. See, most of you get that at least once a year. Some of the other folks get it three or four times. But uh, the key is getting them down, and I could get them if they listen. I could get them. And they said, man, this is, I said, hey, how about we just only today, just today, tomorrow you're better. Now, it took me five, six years to get them to that place. But if they listened, they said, Pastor, we're so glad you didn't give up. I said, I know. Me too. There's a lot of work. But I'm so glad that you got it. That's okay. See, we get this and we get frustrated because we want everything now. I pray it's done. I pray it's done. Bible says they did it and they were all healed. Well, the Bible also said that they were healed when they went. The Bible also said they began to amend from that very hour. They start getting better. Amen. You need to start exercising your faith and God will meet you where you're at. But let's believe the word. But let's get it quickening on the end. Once you get it quickened on the inside of you. Amen. I mean, there's been times in my life where, you know, the enemy has attacked my body. And I can, as you can see, I can quote and I can still quote a whole lot more scriptures if you want. The key is, is that it's not because you can quote scriptures that it's going to help you. And the enemy was attacking. I got into the word of God. I just began to just read the Bible. Just began to ask, Lord, I know these, but I'm going to set my eyes on the scriptures. I can quote them, but I'm going to set my eyes and I'm going to read these. And I'm going to get in faith before I pray. And I began to read the word of God and began to read this scripture. And I began to read this story. And I just began to read and I began to read. And the funny thing about it, after I got reading, and I thought, man, I'm ready to pray. All my symptoms were gone. Didn't even get to pray. The word did what it was supposed to do. I didn't even get a chance to ask him to do anything. The word did it on its own. Hallelujah. And it just did. I just began to, I said, I felt cheated. 
My kids were sick at times. And I went up and before I didn't pray, I said, Lord, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to believe God. The devil has come to try to cause havoc. He's trying to cause problems. He's attacked my kids. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, and I began to praise him. And I began to just quote scriptures and praise him. Thank God. Hallelujah. And then I'm about to go pray. Even though you say, well, that is praying. No, I'm thanking God. I haven't got down to praying yet. I'm thanking him. I'm getting ready. Get my scriptures. I'm getting ready. And all of a sudden, they're all better. And I'm like, I got cheated. Man, I wanted to get into this thing, but I just, God did it while I was praising him. See, praise is an open door. I said, yeah, but I don't feel like praising him. I know. I don't feel like praising him either, but you got to praise. You got to let God be God. See, you got to hear and be healed. The word of God, you got to get, you got to let the word of God penetrate your hearts. Amen. That's what you got to do. You know, you believe, we believe Psalms 91. No plague comes nigh and daily. But if the plague shows up, we get rid of it. You see, it's no big deal. Hallelujah. People go, oh, well, it came. Well, big deal. Now, all right, the enemy breached over here. Let's fight the enemy. Hallelujah. We need to get over here and knock them out. Let's do this. I never understood, you know, people losing after one battle. Giving up. I mean, the enemy is always trying to attack. He's always trying to mess with you. But Jesus, hallelujah, he said he'd never leave you nor forsake. He's always with you. And the Bible says that he always causes us to triumph. Always. Love those words always. I love the word all. I did studies on all those things. Because anytime you tell me that I can be a whosoever and a whatsoever and an always and an all, I'm part of the family. That means I get all the alls and I get all the always and I'm a whatsoever and I'm a whosoever. So whatever whatsoever gets and whosoever gets, I get it too. Amen. Because I'm in the family. Amen. And I love that. When I was growing up, if you brought anything into the house, no matter who you was, it belonged to the family. If you didn't want it to belong to the family, you ate it before you got it in the house. <laughs> or you found something that nobody else liked. <laughs> that was it. That was it. It was community property. Once it hit the door, you were done. Okay? And that's the way it is in the body of Christ. We're in the family. Healing is ours. All of the promises of God are ours. Let's take hold of it. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Lord, you're so good. You're so amazing. Father, I just, you just stirred my heart. I just, I just want to just shout unto you. Just shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I want to declare your glory. And Father, I declare healing over Harvest Bible Church. Declare healing over every person that's watching this. Father, in Jesus' name, the power of God. I take authority over sickness and disease and I take authority over every lying symptom that's trying to attach itself to anybody's body. Hallelujah. Their body belongs to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, this is a confession that you gave me many, many years ago that I have said this, but I'm going to say it now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I exercise authority over this body of mine. Sickness and disease, I refuse to allow you to stay. This body, this house belongs to God. It is the temple of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Satan, you have no right to trespass on God's property. Now you get out, you leave my body. I have authority over you. I know it. 
You know it, and God knows it. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed and whole in Jesus' name. Father, I declare that over our body of Harvest Bible Church. I declare it over each and every one. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and I I stand on the word of God. Father, you said in the mouth of two or three witnesses in, in, in 2 Corinthians there, when it talked about, verse 13, about being established in some things, the truth being established. Father, we've given more than two or three. Father, and we thank you for your word. Let your word penetrate to the hearts of the hear. And Lord, now, not only these that are here, but all those that are watching that the enemy's been attacking their body. I speak healing into that body. Hallelujah. I speak refreshing. I speak strength. Hallelujah. I curse every lion symptom in Jesus' name, command it to be gone and go. Hallelujah. And you're healed in the name of Jesus. Father, not only just for them, but also for everyone that's here. Your amazing grace. You alone are worthy. Mm, you're so good. Father, I know that when you declare the word, the enemy tries to raise up. But Father, thank you. When he raises up, God, you raise up a standard and you wipe him out. Hallelujah. You stop him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. Father, we also, if there's anyone listening here or anyone that's here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, My heart's cry, my heart's desire that they might know you, the one true and living God, because that's the greatest thing. When you get born again, glory to God, you get set free, you get delivered, you get to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord and is your Savior. Hallelujah. He is so good. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, your grace and your mercy. And if you're here this morning and you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life, all you got to do is lift your hand toward heaven and declare, Jesus, I want you as my Savior. Hallelujah. Just lift it up there and say, Lord Jesus, here I, here I am. Here I am. I want to come back to you. I want to come to you. I love you. If you're watching this, it's just call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for these wonderful folks that are here. I know I shouted at them this morning and I have got all excited and, and you have just stirred my heart. Because I am the shepherd of the house. And being the shepherd of the house, I don't like anybody or anything beating up on my sheep, beating up on my kids. I don't like anyone. Oh, Father, no. No, it's not right. And Lord, I thank you that we take authority because we have authority. And Lord, we honor you for that. Thank you for these wonderful, wonderful folks. Lord, I just thank you and praise you for your hand upon them. And Father, now that we know the truth, that we need to go out and just share life with others. We don't force it on. We just tell them, can I pray? I believe in Jesus, who's the healer. He wants to heal. He wants to touch. Father, let us go forth and do the works of Jesus. Let us teach, let us preach, and let us heal. You said, stretch forth these hands to heal. There's healing in everybody's hands today. They can lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's what the Bible says. So, Lord, we honor you for that now, and we thank you for it and praise you for it, Father. And, Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.